Hello all and welcome. This is episode 64 of the Hillcrest Duo. Today is Saturday, June the 3rd, 2017. I am Brad Risto, at OutsiderBrad on Twitter. I am joined by my guest host who is back from his whirlwind worldwide tour. He is Metal John. Hey, Brad. What's up, buddy? Long time no see. You're You're back. I'm back. You went to a lot of places. Yeah. So I was on an eight-day carnival cruise on the Carnival Splendor. Went to Aruba, the Dominican Republic, Curacao, and Grand Turk. Um, also spent a few days just at sea doing nothing but hanging out at the pool, partying at the piano bar, gambling a little bit at the casino, uh, had a few soda pops. Stopping at those all those food places sounds like fun to me just because I'd go get the local foods. Um, I would. Yeah. I do the. I do the local food. Yeah, I'd, I'd risk I, it. I, I really didn't uh, do much of the local foods. I'm a foodie. Um, I, I would risk my health on that stuff. <laughs> I know. I am disappointed in myself. I really wanted some jerk chicken. Usually, like in the Caribbean and the Netherlands, jerk chicken is very popular. I couldn't find a local place with jerk chicken. Yes, you always have to find the local place. Um, uh, and you could have gotten some Brad chicken there. You certainly could have. Yeah. Oh. Oh, well. But, yes, uh, this uh, is... And then I was at the Indy 500 camping out. That was a good time. Yes, he was at the Indy 500. He is a big um, uh, racing wheel thingy fan. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Good times. Uh, good oldies. And uh, we're back. Uh, me and you had a date night the other night. We saw yes. Wonder Woman together. Wonder Woman. We were at Hollywood Boulevard. You held my we... hand during the scary part. Yes. Appreciate that. We were we, um, doing a full review breakdown of uh, uh, Wonder Woman coming up. But before we get into that, also while we were, we were gone, there were two more trailers that dropped for Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. Two more. There was an international and the third official one. And I have to say, as excited as I am for it, and part of me thinks, wow, it's great that um, uh, they're putting so much faith in it into the marketing. Because they're not doing what some movies do and don't show you trailers until like a week before. I'm starting to worry that it's a bit overexposed because... I'm fairly certain I know the plot at this point. Yeah, I, we've had we've had this conversation before in the podcast, and like you said, we're going to talk Wonder Woman. Full spoilers coming up in a little bit. First, we're going to talk a little movie trailers, and uh, going back to your point here, what they have said, or what we have we've said seen. before on our on our podcast. Especially, I'm just going to use you know the Batman versus Superman trailer. That too. I felt like it gave us away the entire plot. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, Batman versus Batman has a conflict with Superman. They're yep. investigating each other. Um, they kind of get pinned against each other by Lex Luthor. We kind of saw some of that in the trailer. Yeah. Um, and, then, and, and then and then and then Doomsday comes around and Wonder Woman just comes out of nowhere and they t- and that's where they unite and they and they take down Doomsday. Yeah. We saw it all in the four minutes of trailers that were released for uh, Batman versus Superman. And now we're seeing it again, this time with Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm-hmm. You basically, while we were at the Wonder Woman, w- told me the line. entire plot. Okay. You put it all together. So yes. let's hear it, Brad. Okay, here's the plot. He gets back from uh, Germany. He's with Tony Stark. They're in the limousine. He gets out. He goes out and uh, goes takes down a little few thugs. Does a lot. Makes his reports that we saw in the international trailer. Then he runs into the thugs robbing the bank. And they have future tech, the alien tech. So he reports that to Tony Stark. Tony says, don't get involved. Peter doesn't listen. He goes and takes on uh, the bad guys on the ship. 
And then Iron Man shows up. By the way, showing up, they could have just kept that going. Why did they have to show that Iron Man shows up to help him? That was the worst decision for a trailer I possibly could have thought of because it ruins all the tension. That was a great shot show for the trailer. Don't show me how it gets resolved. But he show, Iron Man shows up, takes the suit away. He has to go back to his other suit. Homecoming di- dinner looks dance it looks like it comes up. He has to go fight um, uh, the vulture in his um, uh, original costume. And somewhere in between all that, they go to Washington, D.C. on a class trip. Yeah, well, and you would imagine at some point, too, we're going to get a little bit of Spider-Man's origin, maybe through a, a flashback or a dream or something. Yeah. And also, Although too, when I it comes to the don't. vulture, you could just tell by the way Michael Keaton's demeanor is that he's kind of like like a rich, like almost like a Lex Luthor type of character. Well, no, I don't think he's rich. No, I think... I, well, I think he's in charge of the alien technology. No. Like, I... and, and, he's, and he's kind of the... The force behind it. Well, um, because remember, uh, can... he tell, he's got that great line in the trailer where he tells Peter Parker, I will kill you and everybody you know. To he me, is a... that's more or less saying, look, I'm doing my thing. Don't mess with me. He like, is a business owner. I can tell you that because this is one of the deeper cuts of the Marvel Universe. He's in charge of a company that cleans up after superheroes, basically. Okay. That's the, you don't think he's really involved with the alien technology um, stuff? Oh, that, I think he is, but um, uh, there are there's like an arms dealer. The, there's words that the tinkerer might be in this. So oh. who knows about that? So yeah, there's still some questions. Well, and then obviously the girl question. Um, yes, and that's I, I'm, I'm I'm completely sold that she's not Mary Jane. Well, yes, I'm a completely sold, and I'm yeah, completely sold that because we know ha- we have Liz Allen, we know that, and then there's the other girl who's the kind who's the girl that you would have gone after, the kind of alternative girl oh yeah that's your that's your style i'd like that but um obviously a lot that the questions be and it doesn't really i'm just saying i'm a little peeved about it it could still be a great journey because in um captain america civil war and all the other marvel movies there was a lot of stuff but this one just but, feels so much more overexposed. I mean, we've seen a lot of these movies where the trailers give away a lot of information, and the movie is still a good movie or a great movie yes. or a, a top-notch movie. Mm-hmm. We see that. But as fans, especially of superhero stuff, you, you and I feel be, like this way with a lot of – I feel yeah. like this with, with even horror movies too. I understand you want to tease the movie. You want to show some of, the, some of what you're going to be prepared for. But – you don't want to ruin the plot. You don't want to hide cool things. I'm sure there's going to be some cameos in this movie. Oh, yeah. But, again, the, one of my biggest pet peeves is when I see too much in a preview, like you said, the battleship scene, for example. The, the, as the, soon as he arrives at that battleship, guess what I'm going to be thinking? All right, let's just get it over with. I already know how this plays out. Yeah, I know I, that's, you but, know, crap hits the fan, and I know uh, Iron Man comes to the rescue. Yep. So, is this going to be a 15-minute drag-out of something I already know how it's going to be resolved? Or are you just going to get it over with? Or are you going to put some surprises in there? I have um, an app on my phone called Run P. If you're someone like me who has to go to the restroom, it tells you the best times to go to the bathroom during a movie. And on that one, I'm like, well, once I, we are there, that's my Run P time. Because oh. I know everything that, that like happens that. in that Run scene. Run P. I never heard of that app. Yeah, Run P. It, um, uh, they um, tell you what scenes you can miss. Oh. And then you started at the beginning of the movie and it will vibrate and say, okay, go to the bathroom now. Oh, I did not. That's awesome. Yes. Um, the problem is it doesn't – when you and I see our movies um, uh, the first day, they obviously haven't seen it yet. Oh, so they haven't uploaded it. Yeah. So if you wait a week, though, you can just 
Oh, I'm going. I'm going to go pee now. <laughs> but, yes, it's a wonderful tool to have, but, especially if you drink um, uh, like we did at um, our movie theater because yeah. they forced you to get a drink. Yeah. Well, so comparing just a little bit, since we just recently saw Wonder Woman, just thinking yes. about the Wonder Woman trailer. Mm-hmm. The trailer really didn't give away much. No, it showed, but there it showed that Wonder many. Woman at war. Yes. Um, you didn't really know the setup. You didn't really know Resolve. You didn't know. We didn't even really know who the bad guy was really going to no. be in the Wonder Woman movie. And I think that made the Wonder Woman movie yes. that much more enjoyable. There was mystery. There were things. I mean, you and did I even think about know. the Dark Knight trilogy stuff. Yeah, we saw some stuff in it, but they didn't expose every single scene that yes. the Joker was in. You know, like I, I think. A lot of people's one of their favorite scenes of of the Dark Knight movie is the scene where the Joker first walks in on the gangsters yes. and he shows the magic trick. That's one of the best scenes. Yes, you could have put that in the pre- in the preview, and I'll tell you what, it still probably Gone. would have been one of the best seasons. Yes, one and that's seasons. the other thing because you never, don't know what the um, uh, visceral immediacy will be when you see it with the surround sound and just the thrill, of the moment. Yeah, I mean, I would like to see them cut a trailer like that. What would be awesome is in that we're just using the battleship scene the, since the, you kind of called out. Yes. How awesome would it be if that was just the trailer version? Yes. And then the real version, Tony Stark doesn't show up. I to- I've talked to you about that one. And maybe, I said, maybe, maybe somebody, somebody that- else shows up, or maybe Tony Stark doesn't show up at all, and Spider-Man gets his way out of it. And he actually just brings it together because that was it's a great looking scene. You're like, oh my god, how is he going to get out of that? And then we see the conclusion. At least we think we do. I'm uh, maybe they Marvel is playing tricks on us. That would be awesome. I would give them I would give them a standing ovation if they did that. But regardless, like I said, I just fear that um, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming is coming becoming a little too overexposed. And uh, oh, I can't believe. And and that's the thing is why why do they feel the need to do that? Because Spider-Man, Spider-Man, and Marvel movies in general are going to sell themselves. Yes, and you don't. You can get away with just putting a couple of minute and a half teasers out there. And leaving it at that until after the movie. Now, after the movie's been out for a week, if you want to try to milk some more audience, put in some extra stuff, throw out, a, right. a, cut a new trailer, you know. But for fans, you already sold a ticket before yeah. w- when the movie was announced. Here's the date. Here's the name of the movie. Okay, I'm buying my ticket. I don't even know anything about it. Right. Yet. You know, you've but... already sold it. So why try to keep like putting sugar on it mm-hmm. when it doesn't need it okay i'm gonna do this transition just because it's so um, horrible and funny to me do it speaking of overexposed wonder woman because oh. she's overexposed uh-huh. in, her, in her outfit <laughs> we did see wonder woman this week and i just cannot say enough good things about this movie it was just plain fun from start to finish it is i have a few small niggling nitpicks in there but overall just great fun all around well let's talk about a reaction so today is um june the 6th the movie opened thursday night the 4th so really it's only been it's only been uh yeah it's only been in theaters for you know less than 72 hours or so um and I know several people that have seen the movie, and I've just heard general people talking, and I can say this, as of right now, even though we're only in that 72-hour window, I have not had one person say, like, this movie sucked. I can find them on um, Rotten Tomatoes and Medicare. Oh, I'm, sure, I, I'm sure there's are, some But those are the people who are mad that it's a woman starring. 
by the way, can I I want to give some quick props to the Alamo Draft House for doing the women's only screenings and pissing yeah. off all the men in the world. And just the way their Twitter... I, that doesn't piss me off. No, but did you see what their Twitter feed did to the people complaining? No. Just, oh, they trolled at, not every single one of them, but they people complained and said, okay, whatever. I, and then one, one guy said, well, I'm going to rent out the theater and um, only have men. Cool. Here's the um, contact information. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to us. Give us money. Yeah, rent us out. If you no, want to do I, that. I actually think that's pr- a pretty oh, cool awesome. idea. Like the Elmo Draft House, and we've talked about it on the podcast, and I know in person, like, I actually really want to go. I want to oh, go there too. so bad. I'm going to plan a trip just to go to the Elmo Draft House. I was House. down in Austin. I didn't go because I was with my family, but. If I ever go again, just make a quick trip, and I know a couple other places I'll probably hit up down in Austin, but still, that's one of the places I want to go. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I'm all about it, and I think that's pretty cool that they did, like, that women's only screening. Yes, and they did a, they're did they doing a second one, and the biggest thing is, it's not like they're not done letting men see it, and they're not doing it the first weekend. Yeah, they're, they're doing and it's it one showtime. Well, technically two, but still, it's one showtime. Well, it's but on four screens, yes, you know? exactly. So it's not like... Oh, it's my life's o- over. This is the only time I could possibly see the movie. And it's this one is the audit- only movie theater around. It's I, one on. auditorium. Yeah. They're doing it like a 7 o'clock show and then I think like a 10 o'clock show. We're so spoiled with the amount of movie theaters. I mean, yes. think back to when we were younger. And you wanted to go to a movie, Brad. There was you had pro- to go to the mall. Yes. The mall only had three screens. Actually. And, the- and usually it was three different movies. It never had the same movie on all three screens mm-hmm. or two of the three screens. It was a different movie on all three screens. And each movie only had four, maybe four show times a day. They didn't have morning shows during the week. It was right. only night shows. And and if you if none of those times worked for you or it was sold out, you had to drive like four towns away to go to another movie theater. Right, for... Now some, I mean, here in the Chicago suburbs, just where I live alone in Downers Grove, I have Hollywood Boulevard, oh, that's I got the AMC one I went Lowe's to. Woodridge, I have Cinemark Woodridge, I got AMC Yorktown. I mean, I've got oh, hey, hey, I hey, pick hey, hey. the Regal. That's like seven movie theaters. You're all, dissing the all... Tivoli. Oh, and the Tivoli, that's like, and the Ogden Six, the cheap theater, the Ogden Six. I've got like nine movie theaters all within, I would say, a 10-mile radius right. of For where me, I live. the movie theater I went to was Hollywood Boulevard when it wasn't Hollywood Boulevard, when it was just the, the other movie theater. There was, the Clock Tower or the something, The Clock right? Tower. And then there was another one across the street where, over by the Toys R Us, and of course I had the Tivoli. Those yeah. are my three movie theaters. Yeah. I mean, when I grew up here in Joliet, all we had was the mall. We had two malls, Jefferson Square, Louis Joliet. Each one had, uh, was a GK Cinema or whatever it's called, right. uh, General Classic Cinema or something like that, I think was the movie theater brand. Um, and each one had three screens. And I will say that either one one theater had, like I want to say the Louis Joliet Mall one had the bigger releases, and then Jefferson Square got the smaller releases. Right. But they all, it was basically six different movies. And then the Hillcrest, the Hillcrest, Theater in Crestville, the, the podcast we're named after, the uh, the Hillcrest uh, two screen theater. They used to have movies too, but they were they were like a dump, so nobody with everybody went to the mall. Right. But, um, uh, I but think anyways, the, trying we're, to, yeah, we're burying the lead. Let's get into Wonder Woman. Yeah, back to Wonder Woman. So Gal Gadot, let's talk about Gal her. Gadot. I believe is how because yes. she's Hebrew, so Gadot. Oh, she's so hot. She is, and there's she, a whole planet of women like her, whole, and no uh, men. Uh, <laughs> a whole island, I should. A whole yes, island. A whole island. Part of me was like, um, uh, just thinking um, what um, Chris Pine's character was thinking when he got there. Dear Penthouse Forum, I never thought this would happen to me, but 
But it was just great. I, I, I mean, it starts out, obviously, in present day, it's all one big flashback. Okay, I'm a framing device, whatever. You see I'm a young, uh, young uh, Diana Prince on um, the island, and she gets told about the Godbreaker. You, I, I, we're going into full spoilers. You're uh, shown a sort of like, that's not the Godbreaker. Diana's the Godbreaker. I, I called that one right away, but if you're a comic book fan, you kind of did. Um, obviously, she grows up on the island. A man comes, and then she gets pretty much pulled into World War One. Yes, and this—that's what this movie basically is. It's a World War One covert spy movie. Yeah, I mean that's when you boil my, it down. My first, my first, th- my first thought after the movie is over with, and I was even thinking this several times throughout the movie. I'm like, wow, this. Is a war movie. It's a covert spy war movie. It's like I'm behind enemy lines and trying to get through. It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, and for people that just like war movies, battle movies, you know, even like a James Bondy type of movie, Mm -hmm. if you're into that, you're gonna love this movie. Exactly. Because it's 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 that's the movie and you just insert a superhero into it. And and I, I, and how I know badass I said this was that no man land scene. Yeah, and and I'm not trying to throw comparisons out there, but I've said before how I'm I'm not really into the whole like gods thing, you know, which is why Thor's probably like the lowest on my totem pole as far as superheroes I care about. Wonder Woman falls in that same realm, but they didn't overplay no. all the gods and you know, uh, you know, yeah, we still don't know what I'm still confused on who her dad is. Is Zeus. it Zeus? It's Zeus. Zeus is her dad. Okay. Ares is her half brother. Ah, there you go. All right. Ares, the god of war. But it's like I, I don't think we're gonna ever see like those characters no. show up in this in this no, franchise. No, no. Well, which Zeus is great is dead. because I don't I, I, I I'm turned off by that stuff. But but I did love how they just kind of give you like a little backstory and they're kind of told in stories. And I just loved her binary way of thinking though that Ares is the one causing this war and if she kills Ares. That'll stop the war. Just she was a woman on a mission, and that was it. Kill Ares. Well, that's what she was bred for. Yes, and well, that's she's the Godbreaker. And and yeah, I mean, I I loved how just everything played out. You know, I mean, uh, again, you could say you kind of nitpick on things, but uh, yes. you know, as far as how, the pace of the movie, I mean, it's a long movie, but it went. It felt like it went by really fast. Yes, it did. Like I mean, a lot of action. Um, you she is an ass kicker of the highest. I mean, order. big props to the director, um, Patty Jenkins, who who only did rom coms before this. Well, she did Monster. Oh, she did Monster. Okay, Monster was awesome. Well, she only did, but, but kind she of, never really did an action. She movie. didn't do action. And, How about and I, I would myself? say this is an action movie. Oh yeah, this is more of an action war movie than it is a superhero movie. Mm-hmm. She did directed it perfectly. There was one scene in the middle that I will say probably should have been cut. And that was when uh, they throw the gas in the um, uh, cha- the cha- the at the German uh, bunker. Oh, okay. And they get all, but they don't know that, and they kind of clap. I'm like, okay, that's a little too cartoonish for me. They, <laughs> I'm like, you didn't need to do that part. You didn't need to have them get happy. Just have them throw the gas in and then walk away. Yeah. That that was my, that in terms of um. Uh, the script. I, what, that's my only only nitpick. If I was to add something to it, um. I would have liked to have seen some of the results of Dr. Poison. 
I know we did see the one guy whose face kind of melted, mm-hmm. but like she had that other scene where they they locked all those people in the room. Yeah, we didn't see really what happened to those people. Nope. Um, and you know, we I, I'm sure she's had some other bad. I'm sure she had some other experiments that went bad. It would be kind of cool to maybe see like. Maybe even like a trophy room where it's like, oh, yeah, this one didn't work out too well. I don't know. Something right. – I would have liked to have seen something more. That well, f- Dr. Was, Poison was very mysterious. Like yes. you keep thinking, okay. I thought for sure she was going to end up being the god of war, that it wasn't going to be the general that she would be. And she'd be dealing with the fact that um, the god of war in this movie was actually a woman. And I thought that's where they were going to be heading. Yeah. Speaking of – I mean, so talking about the bad guys, I mean, uh, General Landon I mean, oh, it was awesome. Just a big – I mean, they could have Big cast burly him. German man. Yeah, I mean, oh, <laughs> pretty badass. Like yes. he was, he was awesome. And then, normally with a lot of these movies too, sometimes you see like these fight scenes get kind of dragged out a little bit. Yeah, didn't really happen. In no, this movie. She, he got like, a, like he her, got a, her fight with him was like all of like two minutes long. He got a quick hit in, and then he was on defensive all pretty much the entire time. Yep, and then she cheap him. shot, and then just boom. And then of course we get to the fact that. While you didn't, I didn't think, I thought maybe if the, the smartest thing I think would have been, would have been that there was no God of War, that she just has to realize that there is just evil in the hearts of men. But since they went with an actual God of War, I think um, uh, originally introducing him as someone who you thought was an ally was a nice, nice move because I did not see him coming as the God of War. And then he, he was even, talking about peace at the beginning. Yeah, and then the way he kind of tells her how he's just kind of been that whisper in everybody's ear. Right. You know, kind of is awesome how, you know, mm-hmm. how he could just kind of throw that out there to say, do this. Exactly. And they do it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, just the way everything played out. With I will villains, say I mean, once again, this is my other nitpick, and this comes down to probably the CG house. DC needs to get a new CG house because people have criticized Batman v Superman for having bad computer graphics. And I have to say, at the very end of this one, when it was um, uh, Wonder Woman battling a war, just the way it was framed and the the way the computer graphics looked kind of pulled me out. I'm like, that kind of broke it for me. No, I I get what you're saying on that. And I think I'll play devil's advocate here and defend it a little bit. But I'm defending it in a good way because I feel like the movie up until that point, I oh, barely great. noticed any CGI. Yes, I agree like, with that. Especially like the war scenes. So I think I think I don't because know you barely notice though. any of it, and then all of a sudden something really noticeable comes out, it sort of stands out as, uh, yes, because, you know, you could well, have done something different it, with it that. It was also because you had these big wide shots of just them with orange fire behind yeah. them, and that's what really That's did. how I felt about Doomsday, because I felt like up until, in Batman vs. Superman, up until the point where Doomsday jumps out, Really, there was nothing to criticize CGI. No, and then also this big giant blob of CGI jumps out, and they all got to fight it. And you're like, oh come on, this feels out of place. The Batman compared to the rest of the movie. Batman versus Superman fight was pretty good. Batman taking out those thugs to save Superman's mom. Best part of that movie. Yep. But in this one, they have they have to just cut it back on the big battle scene at the end because and just be more regular because. Marvel, when they do theirs, let's take um, a Captain America Civil War, the big battle between Bucky, Cap, and Iron Man. It was a great action scene because it was no different than anything else. They just want to have these big crescendos, and they need to just tone it down a bit at the very end. 
yeah. because they have these great things, and it could have been a much more practical fight, but they wanted to have the, this electricity and things flying at oh, each yeah, other. Oh, yeah, Raiden, yeah. Yes. Ra- Ra- she fights Raiden. Hadouken! Oh, wait, that's Ryu. <laughs> same, same difference. Yeah, so so uh, yeah, so yeah, Wonder Woman beats Raiden. Um, beats beats I, 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 Ares. I, I, you know, so uh, let me ask you a question here about history. Yes. So Wonder Woman stopped the war. For some reason, I was thinking up until this point, then Glorious Bastards stopped the war. That's World War Two. This is World War One. Oh, okay. So Wonder Woman saves World War One, then Glorious <laughs> Bastards save World War Two. Yes. Got it. All right. I'm good history. now. I'm, I'm good with my this history. Was World See, I learned more. I learned more watching movies than I do in school. This was World War One, which is why I'm a, the mustard gas that they were making was not a war crime. Oh. Well, because it's not a war crime if there's never been a war. Right, because even uh, because in World War II, mustard gas was a war crime. Using it on either side was bad and a violation of the Geneva Convention. Yeah, and you know, uh, one thing to point out too, yeah, the whole movie is told in flashbacks. It's technically a one large flashback. Yeah, and you know, so in the beginning, you get like the little Wayne Enterprise cameo, the yes. photograph that we saw in Batman vs Superman shows up again. Um, and, and it's kind of, I thought it was kind of a nice tie in because you're short of explaining the photograph, yes. you know, uh, in more detail. Well, you, you need to you, remi- remind people what it was. But one thing to take notice of, um, you know, and I kind of look, I try to hunt down some Easter eggs online. One thing to take notice of is where Diana is working. She's working at the, at the Louvre. The Louvre. And, uh, in the comics, she also worked at a museum. And that's where she met future Wonder Girl, Cassie Sandsmark. So um, they're kind of playing into, the, like, the whole, you know, hey, look, she's working in a museum. You know, they're staying true to that, you know, versus people wondering, well, where is she working at? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what does Wonder Woman do for a real job? And then when you think about her her quick scenes in Batman versus Superman, she shows up at the at the gala Yep. Um, you know, and then you see her again, like getting on a plane, like flying first class. Heading back to France. So you, you, it kind of ties in like what she's doing right now in present time. You don't right. really need to scratch your head too much on 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 that. But so overall, um, let's talk about where this. Well, wait, wait, wait. Before we um, uh, get to that, I want to talk about one more thing, and that's um, uh, the interaction between um, uh, Gail Gadot, um, uh, Diana Prince, and. Uh, the male lead, uh, Steve Trevor, played by Chris Pine, because I thought it was really good and really understated. Oh, yeah. I'm that glad was, you brought that. was amazing. Probably one of the most entertaining scenes in the whole movie is the two of them on the boat. The boat, yes. Uh, well, you don't want to sleep with me? Well, yeah. yeah, well, <laughs> and yeah he's but got his, his thinking of sleeping with you is different than your thinking of sleeping with him. And, and it's just kind of cool to see like that. Just like, the way they grew, though, to rely on each other and i gotta ask you did they sleep with each other actually in the small french town because they never really say explicitly if they did oh well we see them kiss we see them we see him close the door we see them kiss and then it's the next morning and we don't see them wake up together we don't see them wake up together but we don't it's understated it's left up to you so do you think that they consummated or do you think they didn't? And the fact I'm going to say no because because I think if they did, I think it would have changed Wonder Woman's like her demeanor the next day. Usually, in a movie like that where you don't show it, but then the next morning, usually the girl's a little bit more chipper, you know, a little hey, I made well, you some breakfast, they, like you know, some, like this we is didn't a different movie. That. But yeah. the reason why I think they probably didn't is because 
just before Steve Trevor goes off to get on the plane, he um, tells her she loves her and then makes his ultimate sacrifice. And I just think that that pretty much um, says they did not do anything because it was just that was the moment. By the way, that was a badass moment. Like, because I'm thinking to myself the whole time, you know, because he's like, are, are those flammable? Yes. And then he's going for the plane and you're like, Wait, is he going to just, like, jump out and crash the plane? You're thinking, how is he going to yes. survive this? And then he you're in there, and then he's sitting there, and he's looking at it, and you're like, wait, he's not going on a suicide mission. He's going to – she's going to jump up on the plane and pull yes. him out. Like, she's going to pull off some heroics. No, it's – he's there. She's down on, on the ground and looks up, Fighting and boom. Is. And you're like, metal. Yes. <laughs> uh, but no. – I just wanted to bring that up before we get to the, our last point on this, which is where does this movie rank in the pantheon of superhero films within the DC Extended Universe? Just one and then all the others. So this is your best. Of the one. DC Extended Universe that they established with Man of Steel, yes. Oh, wow, okay. But um, of all the DC movies that have been released since the Nolanverse, I'd say, you know what? I've been uh, debating this back and forth. I think I'm going to go number two. I think Dark Knight number one, obviously. And I think this just barely edges out Batman Begins for me. Wow. Just barely. Well, it's hard. For, it's this, nano, I it's mean, for nano me, the studio. Nolan Batman trilogy, nothing nothing tops those. You see, the third so one this, was this, not this, that good and, for me. And, and where I'm at, I mean, I'm a huge Man of Steel fan. I mean, I love Man of Steel. It's hard for me to say that this is better than Man of Steel. But it's it's right up there with it. I mean, maybe on par with it. Um, and, and it is, and it's. I'll tell you what. It's it's a movie where it kind of like people that have just been shitting all over the DC movies. It's finally nice to kind of have a DC movie to be proud of. Yeah. To where people aren't crapping on it now. I we've had our conversations about Suicide Squad and Batman vs Superman. We've got difference of opinions on it. I don't think. I don't think those two movies were as complete garbage as a lot of people say they are. I defend them in, in some aspects. I know they're not the greatest movies ever, but this people movie, have their reasons for hating yes. them. This movie really, there's nothing you could like really think about to hate on. Right. And, and I think even somebody who maybe generally doesn't like anything DC can probably watch this movie and still appreciate it. Because I've been telling again, one of those people that they need to watch it, but because he doesn't it, listen to it, me. Again, it's... It's not. Doesn't it doesn't stand. Yeah, it doesn't have that comic book movie. It's it's almost like a break from the comic book yes. movies. It's a war movie with a superhero in it. Yes. that's all it is. And it's not full of puns. Nope. It's not full of you know new age technology nope. jokes. And nope, nope. It, it's got some entertainment in it. It's actually really funny at some moments. Mm -hmm. You know, but it's more of like an awkward funny where you know I I mean it's. I mean, I think one of the best lines is when the guy's like, wait a minute. He's like, there's an island of girls like this and no men? <laughs> no, my favorite line Sign was... Sign me up! <laughs> no, my favorite line from him was... And he's like was, in the middle of battle, and he's like, wait a minute. There's an island? <laughs> I, my, I mean, it's and it's it's funny. No, my favorite line for him was, well, I'm now both terrified and aroused. <laughs> yeah. After he, she kicks a guy's ass. I mean, I like that. I also... I also thought it was kind of funny how Chris Pine was just like kind of – you could see that in the beginning he was like holding himself back yeah. from just being like, are you an idiot? Because yes. he's talking about gods and areas and the god of war and how she's going to – and he's like, 
Yeah, yeah what, I'll, okay, I'll, I'll take you, but yeah. But that, but once again, making again, the, he was just trying to get off right. the island. Yes. And then, and then all of a sudden, he sees her fight. He run, she runs into the battle lines, and he's like, "Whoa!" Ding. Oh, once again, I, we didn't talk enough about this. The um, uh, no man land scene where she just says, "I realized I could see it coming at no man's land." I was ex- just expecting to say, "Well, I'm no man," and then she just goes and. Yeah, and it doesn't really have Germans. any of those moments. No, because yeah. I was expecting it. She just it. does it, you know? Yes, Mike, that's what they, the director made you say it instead of the character saying it, and I loved it. Yeah, I mean. But they, that scene they, was just they, they, great. This the movie leaves very, very, very little to, to hate on or criticize. I mean, exactly. I, I almost challenge people. Anybody who thinks this movie is complete garbage, please tell me why it's complete garbage. Yes, you know what? Because Leave a message somewhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at Metal John Radio. At Metal John Radio, at Outsider Brad. Leave us a message. Tell us, no, 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 this movie sucks. And my guess is we're probably going to get a bunch of MRA idiots. But uh, what are you I mean, because even when you think about probably the most one of the most respected comic book movies – let alone the, probably the best DC movie ever, The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. When you think about that, when that came out, people were, I don't know how Heath Ledger is going to be. I don't. I can't picture him as the Joker. Right. By the end of the movie, best Joker ever. Yeah. Most people. People that were questioning a lot of things came out of that movie, wow, best comic book movie ever. I don't. I still don't think there's anybody who hates that movie. You know, there might be some people out there that criticize it a little bit or, or nitpick about things. Maybe they just don't like Batman. I don't know. But very little people criticize it. I, mm-hmm. I, I almost feel like Wonder Woman is the same thing. Like, it gives you very little to criticize or right. very little to hate There's on. little nitpicks, sure, but nothing too substantial. Yeah. Whereas some of these other movies, like, I, you know, everybody can make an argument on why they didn't like this and why they didn't like right. it. And, and. And like I said. And you could understand it, or at least respect it. Me, I, I just, I don't find anything to hate on with this movie. Right. And, uh, and and to your point, uh, one of my other uh, good friends who is big into comic book movies, he's also very much like me. Grew up on Batman. Batman's his guy. Dark Knight movies, the Tim Burton Batman movies, those are like number ones. Right. Um, also like me, thinks Batman vs. Superman is, is a decent movie. Liked Suicide Squad up until the uh, last like 40 minutes. The last but, act, which really yeah, did knack her. But he saw this movie last night and sent me a text about it. She says, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. And I'm thinking, whoa, is he about to say he hated this movie? I was prepared for that. But no, he says, this is the best movie since The Dark Knight. You know? That's I what mean, I said. I know. I mean, again, there's there's somebody else who agrees with you on it. You know? But, and, well, my reaction on Facebook was Wonder Woman, wow, just wow. That was my that was pretty much my review, and I will stick with that. Um, that's going to do it for this episode of the Hillcrest Duo. Um, you're going to be out for two more weeks, aren't you? Yeah. So um, next week I'm just going to be out because I'm going to Six Flags, but we might be able to cut another podcast between now and the um, the 14th. Um, we'll, we'll work on that because we got some TV shows. We got to talk Flash and, and yes. whatnot and. Um, close out the seasons and then yeah, so we got we got that and then we got some uh, more specials coming up we're gonna be doing a lot more movie talk yeah, we're yeah. gonna dig out some old movies from like the 80s or 90s and we're just gonna talk about those for a while mm-hmm. um so we've got some a lot of movie podcasts coming up but yeah so then the weekend of um june the um 15th 16th 17th 18th 19th, 20th i'm gonna be out i'm going down to or over i should say to la for a couple of concerts 
Awesome. Um, so I will be out of town, but you know, sometime before I leave on the fifteenth, we'll uh, we'll try to cut okay. another podcast. This has been episode sixty four of the Hillcrest Duo. I want to thank everyone for listening. I am Brad Risto at Outsider Brad on Twitter. I have been joined by my illustrious co-host Metal John. I am on Twitter at Metal John Radio. We will be back. Thank you all for listening. <laughs>